0: Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Deep Gospel. We're getting towards the end of our spring semester of Deep Gospel episodes. So um, for those of you who are at that point in the semester and you're like five minutes into listening to this and your to-do list is like already like running the gamut in your mind, I totally get it. I want you to stay but I also want to make sure you know that we also have been putting these episodes on podcast form or on YouTube um, so please get caught up like if you have to miss one during this you know crazy time at the end of the semester they are available to you and um, and yeah they're I'm really enjoying all the conversations so um, I have a wonderful uh, group of guests on today to talk about this resurrection text and i'm really excited um first of all you know him you love him uh you love when he brings dr pepper anywhere we're at um it is the one the only the ty sullivan director of operations so welcome back ty um we also have on um, one of our student leaders, Jenny. And Jenny is a um, senior graduating from JU this year. Um, and is she's just embracing the senioritis to take this mm. break to be with us this afternoon. So loving that. Um, and wonderful thing. Uh, if y'all don't know this about Jenny, she is going to be around. After graduation, because she got a she has a job, like a real full on job, ready and waiting for her. So we're very excited about that. <laughs> um, and then we have um, Joel Pancos. So I've been asking a lot of um, like youth directors, youth leaders, to be on with us because we we think a lot about this this handoff between youth ministry and college ministry and closing that gap. And um, Joel is like, he lives in this gap because he is uh, one of the leaders with uh, his wife at the Gator Wesley Foundation and in campus ministry, but then also does a lot of work serving the conference um, in kind of thinking about youth. And so I don't know if you wanna say a little bit more about that, Joel, but I'm really glad you're here.
1: Now, I help work with a group of you know, conference youth ministry leaders that they, they help do some training, some networking, and just encourage youth workers. Um, I do I do think that gap between youth ministry and campus ministry is important. I think we just need to build relationships, make friends, and help introduce people to the right people to help them stay engaged in a Christian community. Um, and uh, I think these relationships are extremely important. So that's that's me.
0: Yeah, thanks, Joel. Um, so we're going to dive into this uh, amazing text, but before we do, I'm going to actually ask Joel to open us up in a word of prayer.
1: Great, let's do that. Gracious God, we thank you for opportunities like this to discuss our faith, to discuss Scripture, um, to talk through, especially today, ideas of resurrection and what that mean, what that meant to people back and the early church and what that means to us today. may this conversation be fruitful, may it be challenging, and may it help us on our journey, amen.
0: Amen. All right, Ty, will you read our scripture for us?
1: Yeah,
2: our scripture is uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 48. Uh, And the scripture is titled, Jesus Appears to His Disciples. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they still disbelieved, for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things and behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. That's an extended verse version there.
0: Thank you, Ty, for that um, reading of the word for us. And we always start with what we liked. Um, I always frame it as a way that kind of welcomes us into the text. Um, you know, what are the things that kind of resonate uh, with us and, and help us to keep going back to scripture, even if, if briefly? Um, for me, I think this passage gives us a really, a lot of interesting detail And while we might not hear it in the kind of importance it has to like overall theology of understanding resurrection, this moment, like when Jesus um, is asking for fish and like offering up for them to like touch him and show that he's like an actual person and he's actually there. um, I just really love that connection. It also is just, It's such a stark contrast from reading John 20 last week and Jesus being like, you know, blessed are those who like, don't have to see me or touch me, or if I can add eat a piece of fish in front of me um, and still believe. And yet in this text, we have this, it's very important that Jesus has a body. And I like, um, I like having that connection with Jesus and, and Jesus resurrected body. So Jenny, what about you? What did you like? Um,
3: I like that he's, he just asked them, um, why are you troubled? Like, why are you doubting? Like, I'm here. He's confirming because I mean, from a human perspective, it would have made sense if I was in their place to start questioning if that was really him so um, also at the same time they were also believing that they might either, I don't know be having hallucinations or if they were seeing a ghost. And interesting thing I heard I was um, a theological documentary a long time ago um, about how well this is kind of weird, but um, kind of how ghosts cannot possess the, the bodies of, you know, people who, who are in heaven, I guess is the best way I could explain it. Um. So if, I don't know how to put any words, basically, if they saw him, it couldn't, regardless of whether whether he was just him in spirit or him in flesh he would have done any harm regardless uh but he confirms that hey i'm human i'm not i'm not dead anymore i'm not a ghost and look at me like don't be don't be scared of me basically in a way i guess he was he could be somewhat disappointed under a lack of credibility because He told them that he was going to rise again. Uh, But at the same time, he's showing them comfort by telling them, hey, it's me. Look at me. I'm here. I have flesh and bones. I'm not a ghost. So that's what I like.
0: That's really interesting, Jenny. And I think it helps emphasize the fact that it seemed more likely that he would have been a ghost or a spirit to them in that moment than that he would have come back from the dead. Like that's how sure they were that like, okay, he died. This is what happened. Um, and that's even after they heard this, uh, story about the walk to like they were actively talking about Jesus revealing himself, um, to the two men on the walk to Emmaus over the breaking of bread as he appeared to them. And they still, felt like it was more likely that he was a ghost in that, in that moment, or like a spirit, or just not really resurrected, so that's interesting. Joel, what about you? What did you like?
1: You know, one one of the things I liked is um, even just the idea or the conversation about maybe what that relationship was with, with those folks in the room and Jesus before Um, if they had been hanging out and spending time was peace be with you is what my text says is that something that maybe jesus said to them all the time Um, was this like a common greeting Um, or did he see a bunch of freaked out people and just going hey peace be with you everybody chill out i'm i'm a person or did he like broiled fish like is that like his favorite thing and this is we're trying to find that that human quality or that he i am now among friends um, you know if they had a bag of um, baked lace potato chips they'd know they would have been resonating with me along with my fish or french fries um, and so I wondered if they, they they shot this these couple of hints in there to make that that reunification something that was um, trying to normalize that relationship um, I don't know I, I, I just like the idea of seeing um, reconnections and some would say um, that it's a a resurrection, not a, um, resuscitation, that this isn't like zombie Jesus coming back. This is, this is a resurrected Jesus. This is my friend is returned to me. Um, and so that brought me some smiles and I, I like you, um, Haley, like the idea that they didn't get into like the John text of how bad people were. He just went straight up. Hey, you guys need to touch my hands. Um, don't be afraid. Touch me. That's okay. Um, I am who you think I am. Um, give me some fish. Um, and so anyway, I, 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 like, I like that part of it. There's other parts that I struggle with, but I'll get to that later.
0: I almost wondered too, um, the way that you said that, Joel, um, how much of him asking for a piece of fish was like he was hungry and how much of it was like where are y'all's manners (laughs) like (laughs) i'm a real person and if i was a real person who walked in this room you would have offered me the meal that you're clearly eating right there um but yeah
1: the guys during the walk to emmaus did that Um, yeah and so that hospitality that was offered like a like one story before was not there right now
0: but then you also just have this connection to table and i think um It's interesting how in the walk to Emmaus story, which is not in our lectionary text, but that's how they knew it was him, was his like manner at the table reminded them. And so just how much like community happens around meals. um, It's really cool. Uh, Ty, what about you? What did you like?
2: Yeah, very similar uh, in in regards to what you guys are discussing, because uh, I I read it, uh, that specific verse about uh, him asking them if they have anything to eat to be very humorous. Uh, like, I, 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 I think all of the, uh, the the points about making connections with the simple words like that are, are true, but the visual for me is like, my well, man's just hungry, he just resurrected. And I think, so sidebar, I recently just watched the movie uh, El Camino, rewatched the movie El Camino, which is an extension of the Breaking Bad series. Uh, and if you don't know it, there's, there's a scene where Uh, the main character, Jesse Pinkman, shows up at some old friend's house and he shows up exhausted on the doorstep because he's been held captive forever. And it cuts to a scene hard after that where he's in there and he is just chowing down ramen and he is just scarfing it down. Uh, And that's the visual I have where I I prefer to to depict Jesus as a guy who's like, yeah, 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 I get it. Give me fish right now. I'm starving. Uh, and, And in doing that, they get the connection of like, I, he is human, not a ghost or spirit. We've seen all that in the movies. They don't eat. they're fine. A human does. So the appetite is what sold me on this and and I, I, I think that's hilarious uh, in this scripture and I like to to find humor in Scripture too.
0: I forget what um, what the exact name for is for it is, but a lot of denominations on Holy Saturday celebrate, uh, Jesus being in hell in those moments and basically fighting the devil. Like that's what they kind of capitalize on. And so I'm just picturing like Jesus, like going at it and like burning some serious calories so that he like gets back to earth and it's like, Hey, I've done, I've done a lot of work. I need some, I need some sustenance, please. Um, I also saw a recent meme, like, you know, in the Avengers where they have that, like, after scene where they're all like at the diner and they all were like looking really tired the meme was like pastors on Easter Sunday were like fighting and then like pastors on Easter Monday just like exhausted but I could see that uh being a connection too so um yeah I think that there's probably a lot more things that that we liked about this passage but Oftentimes, as soon as I find like a few things I like, I eventually start finding things that like, make me uh, question either their challenges, like, ooh, I need to work on that or their challenges like, what is happening here? So let's dive into those challenges. Um, Jenny, what was your challenge? So um, my challenge was
3: just the last verse that he says, um, "I'm going to send you what my father has promised, uh, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from high." It's just understanding exactly what does that mean, and uh, why, do, why does he say "stay in the city"? Why specifically in the city?
0: Yeah. So there's definitely some direction there that's happening and a sequence that's happening a little bit different than we see in other gospels too. Um, like we mentioned in that John text, we have people receiving the Holy spirit then. And then in this text, we have them saying like, wait here, cause you're going to get the spirit later. So um, just kind of interesting differences. Um, Joel, about what about you? What challenged you?
1: Um you know That I underlined that point about wait here, Jenny. I think that was that was neat, and I, I, I think the idea that at first he says, Hey, I'm not a ghost, and then he says, Wait here because you'll be receiving a spirit. Mine says ghost, Ty. You read a version that says spirit. I'm like, I'm not the spirit, but you will receive the spirit. So that's that, that challenges me because you flip over to acts, it kind of dives into a little bit about that, that story. Um, what challenged me though was this idea. Um, in both of these stories, when you're talking about the walk to Emmaus and you're talking about this one, there's this moment where people's eyes were opened. Um, one in the walk to Emmaus, it says they broke bread and it reads, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And then in this one, Jesus talks about, um, the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms being filled. And then it says, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, um, you know, I, I talked about challenge, but sometimes I get frustrated with the idea that um, at some point Jesus goes like, OK, your minds are open. You can understand this now. Um, it, it's how they tell the story. Um, and so it makes me wonder sometimes when or when's my mind going to be opened or when are my eyes going to be open? What is going to take me or what is my role and some of the um, leadership roles I take in in campus ministry and talking with students? Um What what part do we have? And so just this idea that there is a time where Jesus does the opening or Jesus has a role in finding ways for our eyes and then our mind to be opened um, is uh, something that challenges me that makes me look at how I understand things. Um, Is this Joel understanding these things or have my eyes been opened by Jesus? I don't know. That's that's a point I brought up. I don't know. Y'all might be able to help me. That'd be great.
0: Oh, that's really interesting one to go back to your first thing about like the spirit and spirit connection (laughs) a lot of times I think about the resurrection how we I think we miss something in the reading of it because we know what's coming but I never thought about that also in like the receiving of the Holy Spirit in that moment and that that might have been a source of fear of like gonna like what power spirit like what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. um because that's another question mark um and i i did did have some challenges around this opening up the scriptures um joel and i'll save those for i'll add on to it when i share my challenge but ty i'd love to hear yours
2: yeah mine is uh what jenny kind of touched on early on uh Uh, when we were talking about the likes of it is um, placing myself in the text and if I am any of the disciples what is my reaction Um, I don't know is is the answer I've got Um, and that's the challenge uh, to, to to try to put as many of and again like I like these verses that explain that Jesus is human through humor and stuff like that that we're talking about but those help me piece together the visual that I've got in my head and what potential reaction I would have if I was in the scripture itself. But um, there's not much for me within this scripture alone and, and to, to be able to say how I would react. And I know how I'd hope to react, um, but I, I have a feeling I'd be just as much as Thomas was in, in this scripture. Um, uh, and who's to say, but um, again, that probably goes to speak to how much faith we have, uh, in ourselves, uh, uh previous, uh, or prior to the, uh, to the crucifixion and, and post-crucifixion and resurrection too. So especially the Saturday, uh, in between, uh, being alone with your own thoughts, um, and waiting to see what's going to happen or continuing to move on. There's a lot to think, uh, for somebody on their own at that time and, uh, not a lot to go off of, but, um, yeah, that's the challenge, um, for now
0: thanks Ty yeah um, these are all really good thoughts I think my I have a meta challenge that I want to throw out there and one is just that I don't understand like why Jesus um resurrected presence is not better captured in the bible like um he opened up the law and the prophets we've got three chapters in matthew of his sermon on the mount we have the sermon on the Plain in luke great sermons um why couldn't we get a few chapters of like this amazing insight that he gives into the scriptures like post-resurrection that would be really nice to have um And this, the way that it's written, like, and this is, you know, obviously a, a modern mind thinking about it, but almost sounds like, like a download of information, (laughs) like all of a sudden, like, here you go, here's the key, here's what you need to understand the scripture. And yet, Acts, which is like part two of Luke, um, they come across things that they don't know how to interpret and that lead to like major arguments too. So like, I just don't, I don't know what is happening, like what, what gets solved and then what is just part of like the work of sanctification, uh, the work of just kind of growing and humility and the fact that like we are not God. Um, and so definitely what happens in this moment is we don't have the same mind. Um, Of God and looking at these things, but I'm just, I'm very curious about why we don't know more and why we get such a small glimpse.
1: Um, Maybe that's the blessing um, that if we had all the answers, then our exploration of faith would not be drawing us into these communities to try and figure it out. Maybe the point is drawing us into community um and not having all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's the point because that's why I up with you <laughs> Why't you hook us up a little bit, but maybe that is the point.
0: I mean, it is interesting that there are more verses that kind of give us the logistics of how Jesus ate with everybody after the resurrection than there are about how he explained scripture to everyone. <laughs> um so I do think that gives us a good thing to think about about the importance of community and presence and friendship um that kind of walks through these things together but um yeah, sometimes it's really hard and we certainly don't see the tensions now but we know that t- that there are tensions when we don't see the same thing or we wonder, you know, what God really thinks about a thing. <laughs> um, okay. We're not going to solve it today. I don't think (laughs) I could be wrong. (laughs) Jenny might be holding out on us and we would be able to solve it. But, um, I think the, the good news exists, um, in growing spaces, um, that it's not in like some Mountain top that you have to get to but it's part of the process um and so that's kind of where we go next is just where we hear um the gospel where we kind of hear God calling us in this passage so Joel why don't you start us off with what your gospel implication is
1: um you know the, for me the one that jumped out the quickest was this like where we were two things one that we are with that they are witnesses um this is an account, this is um, the gospel, this is the good news, um, this is something I saw, and I, I see, you know, Jenny, I heard you say this idea that they had to wait, um, <laughs> go, go to the room, and the other is saying go, and <laughs> go and make disciples, and This, you know, Luke is saying wait, but I think Luke, Luke also knew he was writing part two, um, and for me, the gospel implication is that um, we are beginning to get glimpses of the Trinity, of, of the idea of spirit um, being with us. Um, I think it's unique to say that Jesus is not spirit, um, that he went out of his way to be human and say that I am not spirit at this point, but hang out because spirit's coming. Um, and I think that's good news as well, if we're if we're going off that gospel theme, Um and especially if you flip over to the, the first chapter of acts and you see where spirit comes um and so for me those are um those are good and then right up before that just this idea um that he runs through what the messiah is when he runs through messiah jesus not just as human but jesus as messiah um and talks about this idea of repentance and forgiveness of sins um being part of our DNA, that, and I think that's a great grace, um, lesson of good news, um, that is there, kind of some of my thoughts.
0: Thanks, Joel. Um, Ty, what about you? What was your gospel
2: implication? Yeah, I love all that. Um, I, from that point in the scripture that Joel was, uh, surrounding, um, continuing on from the scripture and the road ahead, um, what am I thinking? And, and, and the implication there is that it's you kind of get, I would get overwhelmed with the road ahead. Um, and what helps me get my feet on the ground is to know the first thing I got to do and the basics that I got to do. And so in a sense, I see basics because it's, again, I come back to this, what I deem humorous verse. It's like, feed me. Uh, well, sharing the story and continuing on. Let's be hospitable to people. Let's make friendships uh, and, and let's just invite people over for dinner and let's talk about this fresh new experience that I can share to you in the, in the most clearest way that I can. Uh, and we see this giant game of telephone start uh, over how many every years? Um, so I, the implication for me boiled down in all of that is there's a sense of overwhelmingness from what has to happen now, but knowing that the start is something as simple as just getting somebody some food. Uh, and from there, it'll all kind of take care of itself and knowing that spirit's going to be with us beyond on this point too.
0: Thanks Ty. Yeah, I really, um, I love everything that y'all have said so far and, um, my initial thought went to this this idea of of witnesses and the implications of that, even even maybe in the tangible things like you were mentioning, Ty. Um, But the other verse that I really love um, is when he asked them for food, it says, because they were wondering and questioning in the midst of their happiness, he said to them, do you have anything to eat? Um, And some passages say joy. Um, And so I really love that wondering and questioning, like that joy can be experienced in a lot of different ways that um, it's not exclusive or it doesn't have to just be um, just kind of like peaceful, like that there was happiness, even as they were like, how how did this happen like where have you been what's going on like does does this hurt (laughs) i guess they're touching his hands and stuff like i'm sure they had lots of questions for him but the under underlying emotion is joy um and i think that for for me and my faith um, a lot of times i separate joy from other acts of faith uh, maybe sometimes it's like going through those seasons of um, doubt or kind of like uh, waiting or different things and that maybe like joy can still be a part of them, that there's a way that, um, that Jesus' presence brings joy um, just throughout all the different ways that we are living out our faith, like even if it's been a, a difficult time that, um, that that might be an anchor, you know, even as you're struggling to find Jesus presence there. So that's my gospel implication. It probably sounds a lot easier than I mean it to. I don't mean to like discount other emotions. I just thought it was a very interesting premise or uh, foundation, I guess. Um,
1: You know what that brought up to me, Haley, when you said that, it brought to me this idea that um, I had a friend do a video of them telling their whole family that they were pregnant. Mm. Um, and it, it was like a big, like a gag type thing where they had no clue this is what it was. And the other one's videotaping. They thought they were going to drop some other news on them. But then they, they showed them this picture of the uh, sonogram and it showed the whole family Freaking out, and the thing like, no way, no way, I can't believe it, and they're all excited, and they're checking the picture, is this real? Is this real? No way, you've got to be kidding me, you're joking, and all this, that type of energy is where my mind went in that room. I loved how you you made it seem like just a bunch of friends, like, no, are you freaking kidding me? That's really you, and then Jesus is going, and then, and then Ty's like, no, dude, I'm hungry, I can't <laughs> keep celebrating and stuff. As long as you can look at one hand while my other one's food the face. Um, um, I love that joy and that wonder and it's okay to be disbelief like no way like um, and he stayed there with them in that moment and then he opened their eyes but that's a different story so yeah let me share that a little bit that's what came to my mind when you were talking
0: no thank you I think that's helpful because that is um, a great example that we might have experienced
1: before or someone, someone passes a, a final. No way, I did not think you were <laughs> gonna pass that thing. Oh my gosh, I think you're actually gonna graduate. That's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jenny, to tell us the uh, what joy feels like when you're actually like at graduation this year. I know I didn't feel like, it didn't feel real. Like the whole day just didn't feel real, <laughs> so. Jenny, what was your gospel implication? Um, My gospel
3: implication for this is uh, believe, have faith, um, because it had been prophesied before by Jesus and by other prophets that he was going to um, resurrect, resurrect um, again. That he was going to rise again, that he wasn't going to stay on the grave. So um, somehow the disciples, I guess, they didn't have enough faith because they were questioning it, and we do that sometimes as humans. But you know, Jesus, in a passive way, tells them that, "Hey, do you not believe I'm here? So uh, have more faith in God. You know, be um, believing what." what you're told basically um yeah don't don't question everything don't be an overthinker in a way if you think about it
0: thanks jenny yeah it kind of makes me think about like the ways that we can learn from others experiences that as much as i say we lose a little something in the fact that we kind of know the ending of these stories that we also maybe are able to you know, be spared a little bit of the the heartache or the doubt or something because we're getting these stories and they're ingrained in us in a different way, written on us in a different way. So thanks for that. Um, made it through another episode. This is a really good passage. Um, probably one of the the ones that we've like duked it out a little less on. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I don't know, Jesus is very approachable in this passage compared to others, but I really am enjoying, uh, have enjoyed talking with y'all about this, and um, yeah, Jenny, would you close us in a word of prayer? All right, uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for
3: this word, thank you for, um, the time that we got to spend together and we now are closing in prayer we pray that you keep giving us guidance through the scriptures and your word and your commands and um, help us understand better um, also help us to strengthen our faith in you and in others as well um, in the name of the father the son
0: of the holy spirit amen amen well thank you so much friends and blessings to you all as you go about uh the rest of your days enjoying um just this this resurrection season um, so until next time bye friends thank you for listening to this episode of deep gospel deep gospel is a weekly conversation and ministry of campus to city wesley a multi-site campus ministry serving college-age young adults in northeast florida To find out more about worship gatherings and other ways to connect to our community, check out campustocity.org. You can also support us by becoming a Patreon supporter. Until next time, blessings.